and uh, and I say uh, tonight we're doing uh, we're doing something a little different. Uh, if you remember, if you were a listener on the old show, uh, we used to occasionally pit two different uh, personalities against each other, uh, random things about them. Uh, tonight we are doing the battle of the Garys. It's Gary Oldman versus Gary Busey. So we took thirty-two different things. Uh, 16 related to Gary Busey, 16 related to Gary Oldman, and they can be anything you want. They can be uh, lines of dialogue, things from their uh, from their history, uh, things that they said in an interview, roles that they played, whatever, as long as it's in some weird tangential way related to them. Uh, we took those things, we set them up in tournament-style brackets. Uh, if you want to follow along, uh, you can uh, get the brackets um uh, at our, our, we do put the brackets up at the website, don't we? I don't want to keep telling people to go there if we don't. Um, we occasionally put them on the Facebook page. If not, just listen along. Um, um, the the brackets do go up in the show notes. Uh, there's a link oh, to them okay, uh, in every episode. Great. So I uh, said, so yeah, if you want to actually see what these lists are, you can download them, print them out, go along. Uh, the, a, a home version of the game or whatever. Uh, but anyway, we each uh, give our reasons. We cast our vote. Uh, and then uh, one of these will be crowned the best of Gary Oldman versus Gary Busey. Uh, the reasons that you uh, use to choose these, um, those are gonna be weird. Uh, who knows, we don't even know what how, how these things sort of put together. Uh, any criteria you want, any rationale to justify your ch choice, it could be thoughtful, objective, or any kind of weird baggage you carry with you, or in this case, maybe just weird personal biases. Uh, it doesn't have to make sense to us, doesn't have to make sense to you, it's whatever you want. Uh, that's what we call geek logic. And just remember, good geek logic has been known to sway votes from time to time, but not how you want. Uh, Damon, who is joining us in this weird fight? In this weird fight, we've got Mr. Juan Patino. Hi, you there, neighbors. And Mr. Lathan. I forgot your last name, Lathan. Lathan Montgomery uh, from Anonymous Tabletop. And as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Devram Turok. Hello, everyone. Back again. Uh, Devram, tell us about our network. Sure, why not? Uh, the Freebooters Network is a network uh, of like-minded uh, podcasters who all got together to uh, kind of share our uh, listening public with each other. Um, it... A lot gives you access to a variety of different shows um, from Geek Fights, uh, talking about Warhammer 40k, uh, talking about uh, other uh, board games, uh, video games, all sorts of uh, shows. There's really something for everyone, and it's very geek-oriented, so I'm sure you'll find something that you're interested in. And with that, let's start the fights. Juan, this Yo. first one is yours. It is... Uh, Tiptoes. It's it's actually, I guess I should say, this side of the bracket is Gary Oldman. The other side will be Gary Busey. So we're going all Oldman right now. We'll hit Busey in a second. It is Gary Oldman walking on his knees for the entire filming of Tiptoes to be a little person versus Sirius Black being the ultimate godfather and having an awesome death scene. Right. So... Um... I think it's kind of messed up that he totally like robbed all of our uh, vertically challenged actors in the world uh, by doing it on his knees as opposed to letting them hire a, a little person to do it. Uh, I liked the awesome, awesomest godfather ever. And I think he was really cool as Sirius Black. That death scene 
was there and then and um right before that he was defending Alden. so i thought it was very uh, poignant well i mean i didn't like it yeah it kind of made me choke up but because of that is why i like it yeah. Uh, vote for series black Devrim. Uh, this one is not a tough bad battle at all. I'm also voting for Sirius Black's death scene. Uh, Sirius Black is a really cool character. Uh, I do want to say though about um, uh, tiptoes, uh, the the um, having tall actors pretend to be short people is something that started with uh, the old Dorf on Golf series that I used to love watching. So it's not the first time I've seen it. However, it is pretty egregious, especially in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, we're voting for Sirius Black. Uh, Lathan? Is, is there a doubt on this one? It's got to be Sirius Black. I mean, that effect of him smiling and then the hit going off, come on. What's more iconic than that? Mike? Uh, I've, I've kind of made this sort of clear, I think, over the course of the show. And uh, if not, I'll kind of restate it here. And I, and I think now, as a little bit more distance has, has come up, it, it's even clearer to me. Um, I never really gave a shit about Harry Potter. Uh, I don't remember the death scene. I don't remember anything about the serious black character. Um, and even though I haven't seen Tiptoes, and if you haven't, uh, don't. <laughs> but go watch the trailer on YouTube, and it's just so weird. Um, such a weird idea, such a weird thought to do something like this. Um, that's kind of strange and bizarre and challenging. And, uh, you know, it, to, for many people it is offensive today. Um, you know, obviously this is, uh, this is, is now kind of a big deal. And, uh, you know, if we're going to go there, I just want to point out that, that uh, you know, people are complaining about the fact that... Uh, Chris Helmsworth was mocked as sort of fat Thor. I will also point out he was wearing a fat suit when there are plenty of fat guys who could have played that job. Um, so uh, fuck that too. But anyway, I love fat Thor. It's my favorite thing in the movie. Anyway, I'm going to vote for the uh, for the tiptoes, even though it's going to lose because it's just so damn weird and because, yeah, I really don't care about Harry Potter. Dude, tiptoes was fucking great. And not for the re- Like, it is a completely serious movie. It has literally every little person actor in Hollywood in that fucking film. I am not kidding. The reason why Gary Oldman is on his knees is because they literally couldn't find anybody else. It was like, okay, and he plays Matthew McConaughey's older brother or younger brother? It's a bonkers movie. It's all about if Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale have a kid, are they going to end up being a little person? I am not, I shit you not, it is taken super seriously, which makes it even more bizarre. I have to vote for Gary Oldman on his knees. Uh, but Sirius Black is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Dev, this one is yours. It is Dr. Smith from, uh, well, Lost in Space versus Never the Same Man Twice. Because, you know, Oldman is never the same man twice. Uh, I really do have to give Gary Oldman uh, huge props for the fact that he can play such a variety of roles and and take every acting job that he takes super, super seriously, even if it's, you know, like a throwaway, not a throwaway, but like a, a character like, and we're going to talk about this later on in the battles, um, the fifth element where he plays Zorg, the, the crazy arms uh, arms dealer slash 
a guy who's trying to take over the universe. Like he he takes that role so seriously, and as as messed up as it is, he completely changes like every aspect of himself to fit that role. And that's something he's brought to every role that he's played in. And for that alone, it definitely deserves to go on. He's never the same man twice. Lathan. Gosh, you're making these easy on me. I mean, the Dr. Smith role, it, it, it just, yeah, he played Dr. Smith, but it was a really, really bad movie, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I can't give it to him for that one. I have to give him to it for um, never playing the same role twice. The guy's got a ton of range. I mean, his, it's just amazing. You, you'd never suspect that it's the same guy in each film. I mean, I was just watching, what was it, Hitman Bodyguard, where he plays like this Russian dictator. And he's done that accent before. And even then, he brought something new to playing that same, that same character, that same type of character. So yeah, got to go with never the same man twice. Mike, um, he he certainly has has a tremendous range, and uh, he he is not uh, the same character twice. But honestly, you can say that about a lot of actors. Um, it's uh, that that's actually what acting is. Um, you're supposed to be different people. Uh, and he's very good at it. He's probably better at it than anybody. And uh, and in a way, I'm going to address this and, and strangely vote for it uh, in an odd way a little bit later um, because uh, there's a lot of similar things on the, this list. Uh, and I'm going to vote for Dr. Smith because I absolutely love his performance in that movie. He's the best thing in the movie. Um, I don't think it's a horrible movie. I think it's this weird miss that actually had a lot more in it than I expected to like, uh, in particular, uh, his, his Dr. Smith. And that's because he did something that when, when someone does this, uh, it really impresses the hell out of me. He took a character, uh, and his Dr. Smith, I think very much uh, felt like it was the old Dr. Smith. I mean, definitely challenged or channeled a lot of what was in that original character, but he actually made it into a formidable villain. And whenever somebody does that, when they take something that is really kind of ridiculous and not serious, and they can make it serious and make me actually go, oh, no, this is actually a dangerous individual, um, without losing that kind of weird, ridiculous quality, I think that's actually pretty amazing. Um, it was, it, 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 yeah, in the end, it's not a particularly good movie, but there's things about it that, that I think actually work better than I expected, uh, and he was one of them, uh, and I thought he was fantastic. And his Dr. Smith is one of my favorites for that reason, so. Dr. Smith. I'll vote for Dr. Smith. Um, I think... Hmm. Never plays the same man twice, but he's in three Batman movies as Gordon. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go Dr. Smith. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Juan. Which one is moving on? Well, uh, I have a, a soft spot, you could say, for um, actors that make me really dislike them when they're the bad guy. Uh, like, I could, I could really like the actor and most of the stuff they, they do, but if they play a bad guy and they play it so well that I don't like them, that, that's impressive to me. Uh, guy Pierce did that for me. I felt kind of the same way about Dr. Smith in this movie. I'm going to go with Dr. And Dr. Smith is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Lathan, this one is yours. Gary Oldman doesn't really exist versus the aforementioned Commissioner Gordon. 
Okay, I'll take this one. Um, let's start off with the Commissioner Gordon thing. People that know me know I am a huge Batman fan. He's my hero. Screw all the other superheroes. He is the guy. So, I mean, the Commissioner Gordon thing you think would carry a little bit more weight with me. In the case of this one, it doesn't. He just doesn't fit the character. He's There's something about him that just isn't right in that character where you can tell that you can almost tell that he was like, yeah, just give me the check. It did it for three movies, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't feel it. Uh, the doesn't really exist. I have no idea what that one is supposed to mean. So, um, yeah. Believe it or not, I'm going to vote for one that I don't even know what it means. Doesn't really exist. Mike? Okay, you know, before we were talking about he never plays the same man twice? Well, that's because... He doesn't really exist. I don't think there is a Gary Oldman. I'm not sure. I have a couple theories about how this works. Um, for example, I think he may just be some kind of bot. <laughs> and that when he's done with the performance, they pop like a little uh, little flash drive or a little, uh, one of those little something. Maybe it's an old zip drive. He's been around for a while. Um, out of his neck with the character on it. And then they put a new one in. And that's why he seems to be a different guy. He really is, because there is no actual Gary Oldman. He's just sort of a body that these sort of individual characters get dropped into. Um, I'm sure this happens, because that's really the only good explanation for why he can't actually be that transformative. Um, and if you don't like a particular thing, that might just be because that program has a glitch in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, there is no Gary Oldman. When, when you watch... And, and we, we talked about this, you know, in this list, one of the interesting things is most of Gary Oldman's stuff is performance-based and, and Gary Busey stuff is like Gary Busey, the real person. There is no real, no real Gary Oldman. Like there's no Gary Oldman that you, you, when you see him in interviews, you watch it and you like, he's still acting. He's not Gary Oldman. He's Gary Oldman playing Gary Oldman. So I don't think there is a real Gary Oldman. And that's why I'm voting for it. You sold me. You fucking sold me right there. Like I was, I was almost gonna vote for uh, for uh, Gordon, but doesn't really exist. I like that idea. That nope, there's no such thing as Gary Oldman. It's just another character that either a bot or or this guy whose real name fuck Gary Oldman isn't even really his real name. I forgot what it was. I'll look it up. But uh, yeah, I will be voting for doesn't really exist. Juan. Wow. Okay. Um, totally messed me up there. That you're. That's a great sales pitch, Mike. For real. Uh, carrying on to the second vote. Um, Commissioner Gordon. I actually thought it fit pretty well. Um, but maybe I'm not. I mean, I will be the self-proclaimed not the hugest Batman fan, so I don't really know that much more about it than what I've. Seen. Um, I do think that he was Commissioner Gordon. Um, aside from the one that was in the Adam West show on TV, that's what I grew up on. Obviously, they're not the same people has to change somewhere. I was going to vote for Commissioner Gordon, but the whole idea of the bot and, and the, the Gary Oldman that doesn't really exist, the hard drive thing that gets swapped out, uh, can go with, uh, I'll go that way. He doesn't really exist. He doesn't exist. Devrum, is it a clean sweep for Gary Oldman not existing? Uh, I think it's going to have to be. I, I do want to say one thing, though, Mike. I love how in the previous um, battle you argued that 
it's his job to never play the same role twice, and it, and in this matchup, you're arguing that he doesn't exist because of that very same fact. I, I just I just found that uh, very funny. Uh, well, but yeah, I also didn't vote for it before because I knew I was basically voting for the same thing in this. Yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I'll definitely vote for uh, Gary. <laughs> Gary Oldman doesn't exist. <laughs> Mr. Oldman doesn't exist, is moving on. Mike, we're on to the next fight. It is Dracula versus Oscar winning with Winston Churchill. Um, uh, I'm going to vote for Winston Churchill. I'll just leave it quickly like. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I did like his performance as Winston Churchill, but I do like his performance as Dracula. There's another Dracula thing on here. Uh, yeah, I'll go Winston Churchill. Juan? Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go Dracula. I really like that. Uh, that was when I first kind of noticed who he was and paid attention to his performances, so I'm going to go with Dracula. Devrim. Uh, you know what? Just to even it up and make it tougher for Lathan, I'm going to vote Dracula as well. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Lathan. Hey, thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> of giving me a movie of his that I actually didn't like. I didn't like either of these movies, so <laughs> it's kind of tough. Um, I'm going to have to go for Winston Churchill just because of the stupid knife scene in the other one. And Winston Churchill is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Damon, this one. Oh, that's me. Damon, this one is yours. It is John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Versus everyone. I can't really do the quote, but it's the quote everyone that you've seen in memes and everything. I put Zorg on the list, but I th- ah, I do like the everyone really. I like it a lot. Uh, and Zorg is still on here a little bit, so I'll go with everyone. Uh, Juan. Uh, I'm gonna go with Zorg. Uh, Zorg is, I, I have to say, probably my favorite role that he's played. Watch that movie a whole lot. It's entertaining. I like everything that he's done with it. From like, I know he didn't design, design or decide on the wardrobe, but the wardrobe, um, the walk that he did for that with the whole one single spur thing, metal, his uh, accent and everything. I just really think he did a really great job creating this uh, walker. I like Zorg quite a bit. A vote for Zorg. Devrim? Okay, so I agree with everything that Juan said. Uh, that Zorg character is incredible, uh, and the way that Gary Oldman portrays him is phenomenal. Just the, the weird accent. Like, every choice that's made on that role is fantastic. However, I'm still going to vote for everyone because, well, first of all, I put it on here because it's my absolute favorite scene from that movie, and I love The Professional. Like, that is such a great movie. And that... It's such an unusual choice to make. Like, he goes so over the top. He really, really commits to this one word. And you know exactly uh, the kind of mood that he's in, the, the fact that he's also hopped up on drugs at the time. Oh, I, it was just absolutely perfect. And it, the second you say that, everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. If you mention Zork to someone who's just like a casual viewer of movies, they may not know Fifth Element or remember that he plays... Uh, a, a major part of that movie but you yell everyone and everyone knows what you're talking about a vote for everyone Lathan this it's for Matilda 
I mean, everyone, come on. It's, it's Luc Besson's greatest movie, picking the perfect actor to play a drug-addicted, corrupt DEA agent. I mean, you can't get a better combination. And the, the fact that it's like his guys, when he, when he goes to say it, he's, they're like shocked. He's like, yeah, bring everyone. And, and they look at him like, are you really fucking serious about this? And he is beyond deranged and serious. Zorg was great. I love the part where Zorg has to sit there on the phone call with Mr. Shadow and the stuff and the chocolate syrup comes running down his head. But at the same time, everyone just blows it out of the water. A vote for everyone. Mike? Everyone. Um, I love Zorg. I have professed my love for Zorg uh, many times. And there is another Zorg on this list. And actually, I, I kind of want to vote for that Zorg more because I like, I like in these sort of things voting more for uh, smaller moments and things like that rather than whole characters. You know, when you, when you have a moment that sort of summarizes a character, I just absolutely love that. But unfortunately, later, it's up against something else that I really love about his that I'm going to vote for. So I'll vote for Zorg here, even though the everyone line is fantastic. Um, I just absolutely love Zorg. It's, you want to talk like, a, you know, commitment to a performance. I mean, th it's such a weird and unusual choice. And now he may not have made the choice. That could have just been, been what was on the disc that was loaded into him. But uh, either way, that was just a fantastic disc. Whoever wrote that was really, really on on uh, on the job there. Um, one of the interesting things that I did not know until we basically had the same fight on our Facebook poll, uh, someone pointed out that if you watch uh, the, the Blu-ray or this, uh, he did that uh, everyone line three completely different ways, three completely different takes. Um, and this is the one they went with. So in many ways... Uh, it's not as much the performance here as the editor choice. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of an interesting thing. And even though I love it, it is great. Uh, but uh, Zorg uh, is just, he's my favorite thing in that movie. Uh, one of my favorite performances because it's just like not a single choice that was made with that character is one that I would have expected. And that really blows me away. A vote for Zorg, but everyone is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Juan, this one is yours. It's best when he is bad versus Dracula's wig and makeup. <laughs> Isn't it kind of the same thing, though? He's a bad guy in that one. He's a bad guy in Dracula. Um, well, so when I, when I put down the list, what I was thinking is that like when he's the old and dusty, like alabaster white with the big, tall, white, stinky, powdered wig uh, thing. That, that's what I was thinking of when I put it in there. But then, you know, when he gets younger looking again, it's still wicked. Um, I thought that he was a, quite a menacing Dracula. I mean, I can't look at any Dracula movie without thinking campiness of it. So it's not like a, I'm... Or... Uh, anything that's based in, like, reality. But uh, I thought that it was uh, really... When he... Other bad guys, other bad guy he does, it, it's definitely more of, like, his performance and like you know the whole everyone kind of expressiveness that he does for one word he's a bad guy yeah i get it um but i i still think that it was more exciting to for me to have i'm gonna go we're back 
I didn't hear that one. Oh, bummer. I'm not going to repeat it. Hmm. Dracula no, I mean, make up. Dracula Wigan makeup. That's what I thought you went with. I heard most of it. I just didn't hear what you went with. A vote for Dracula wig in makeup. Uh, Devram. Okay, so this is something that's very, very general versus something that's super specific. And uh, the 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 gener- generality of uh, when he's best, when he's bad, it's open to a lot of different interpretations and like everyone has different things they like about a bad person role. Um, I'm, I'm still going to vote for Dracula's wig and makeup because that thing is such a bizarre, again, a bizarre style choice made by the people who created this movie. So not Oldman himself, obviously, because there's a, there's always a designer and people who take care of the, the makeup and, and the application of it and the look of the characters. But that design choice is so unusual and, and, and so striking that, uh, that it's one that has stuck with me. So I'm, I'm voting for the Dracula wig. A vote for the Dracula wig. Lathan. Okay. The Dracula wig stuck with me. Which is exactly why I am not picking it. It has to be like the worst abomination of live action <laughs> effects in a big budget movie. It is just everything about it is all kinds of wrong. Um, so yeah, it's got to be best when he's bad. I mean, him playing a bad guy is great. Him playing a bad guy in a horrible, horrible, just insane rubber bulletproof helmet wig is just ugh. so best when he's bad. Mike, uh, I'm I'm voting for uh, the hair and the wig. I, I I didn't express a reason why I was voting for Winston Churchill earlier. Um, and I actually would have voted for Dracula there if I wasn't voting for it here. Um, and I'm voting for it here because that specific uh, look, and, I, and I'm not necessarily just going to voting for the prosthetic here. I'm voting for the whole kind of character when he's got that. Um, that's my favorite part of the movie. And that's one of the things that I, I've kind of noticed here. One of the things that I really like about Gary Oldman is when he shines and becomes engaging and, and is something that is immensely satisfying in a movie that is otherwise not. Um, and I, I really don't care for that movie very much, but I love him in that movie, in particular, the old man Dracula. Um, and when he's got that makeup on, it's a completely different performance than the later Dracula. And I absolutely love it. It is so over the top. The blood of Attila runs in these veins. It's, 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 it's really almost a very old school style performance um, that he then pivots into this kind of younger, sexier one that, uh, isn't isn't quite as strong, I think, um, and that that is such a bizarre visual, and it is certainly uh, Dracula from from Lugosi on, kind of hovered all in a very small range of visual styles, and this was really the first time I saw someone break out of that and do something completely and totally different, and they went as far with it as they could, and it's bizarre. I think it's a beautiful design. Um, and uh, and I just think it's absolute an absolutely terrific, amazing thing that I love in this movie. That's really not very good. So, uh, Old Man Dracula. A vote for Old Man Dracula. Uh, I too <clears throat> will vote for Old Man Dracula. Uh, yeah, it, I, I'm just remembering the uh, shadow the shadow play, and I don't know if it's the shadow play from the movie or from when The Simpsons made fun of it, or from when what other, every other parody thing made fun of it. It didn't matter. 
there was his, his performance in that makeup is what makes the memes that come later. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Old Man Dracula. And we're in Old Man Dracula, the Wicked Makeup is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Devram, this one is yours. It is the Lee Harvey Oswald performance from JFK versus the Zorg Circle of Life speech. It, it's a cycle of life, but I, I'm pretty sure it's circle. I think it's a circle. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start off by saying I not only have I not seen JFK, I refuse to see JFK. I'm in a 25-year and ongoing boycott of anything done by Kevin Costner, any movie that he's been in. I had to break it for um, Man of Steel, and uh, the f- I think he may have shown up in the in the Batman versus Superman. I had no choice because my love of Superman outweighs the boycott. But uh, as soon as that was over, went right back to the boycott again. Uh, so I refused to see him in as Lee Harvey Oswald. So I'm definitely voting for Zorg uh, Circle of Life speech or Cycle of Life speech, and it's probably the best thing in that movie that that one speech um especially the way at the end when he starts choking on the on the uh the cherry oh god the whole thing is just so well done um so i'm voting for that lathan uh let's see this one sorry the lee harvey oswald one i mean he's He's got enough to go on for that one to play the character. So I really wasn't as impressed with that one as I was with the Zorg speech. Zorg is a very unique character. I love what he did with him. Um, But him giving that speech, because he is full into that speech of this is how things go and this is how the world works and it should be this way and you should believe me and trust me and this is why you're going to do this to then have it just come crashing down on him is just is is perfect so i gotta go with the with the um zorg cycle of life speech mike um i love zorg and i love that speech and as i mentioned earlier i I almost voted for it here uh if it does move on i will be somewhat happy about it because at least zorg uh, lives but uh, i'm gonna vote here for the lee harvey oswald performance Um, At the time that the movie JFK came out, I was a huge JFK conspiracy nut. And I still know a shitload about it and still argue with people about it. Um, But I knew, you know, everything uh, about that that, uh, conspiracy theory. Um, And I had seen every video of Oswald, every recording that had been made and been been shown. Uh, I had studied all of the stuff. I learned Oswald's biography and all that. I mean, I just, I really, really knew this subject and I loved that movie. Um, and he was, he like, he channeled Oswald perfectly. I mean, most of the other characters on here, even when he plays characters that are based on real people, um, they're not people that I necessarily uh, have, have studied to that extent. Um, and it's such a small role in the movie. And yet he kind of steals every shot that he's in, even his body language is is perfect um so whoever wrote i think the guy who wrote the program for this they got the actual maybe like the original kgb programmer who programmed the real oswald i think he might have programmed this one too so um yeah i'm gonna go with lee harvey oswald i'll vote for lee harvey oswald um but zorg is my favorite uh yeah 
And I do like that speech a lot. I do like how it just falls apart for him right at the end. Because what, what's actually crazy and engaging about that speech is he's making sense. It's not like he's fucking crazy. He's like, no, this stuff happens like this because we need this stuff to happen for these things to have jobs and for this things to work and these things to work. And it makes sense until it falls apart for him. And I love that speech. So I'm going to go with this cycle or circle of life. Uh, Juan? Uh, I'm also going to go with the Zorg for the cycle or circle of life. Um, that, 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 you know, for all the reasons that you guys said, you know, that it, that it, it, it didn't sound crazy when he was saying it. Actually, he sounded like he was making some type of logical sense. And then it just, like you said, fell apart for him. Uh, I agree. Uh, it, I thought it was uh, funny, ironic, or however you want to say it. It fit. So I'm going to go with the Zorg speech. And the Zorg speech is moving on. Sorry, Lee Harvey. You got Jack Rubied. So we're moving on to our next fight. Lathan, this one. Patsy. <laughs> Lathan, this one is yours. It is never met a role he didn't like versus an unknown. And I went to Mr. Chris Mitchell. He lives in England. And I was like, hey, we're doing this fight. And he gave me one for this one. And I was like, oh, yeah. Get off my plane. It's Ivan Korshnikov, or I don't know how you say the name, but his his character from Air Force One. Oh God, yes, his his other classic Russian, the one that popped up again in Hitman's Bodyguard. Um, he does he did a good job with that role. I mean, granted, it's a really stupid movie. Um, but it has its moments because if isn't that the one where isn't Seagal in that one also where he where he dies and we're happy to see that happen anytime it happens in a movie? No, no, no. That that's an executive decision. This is the one with Harrison Ford playing the president. Oh crap! The other one. All right, I got to think about this one now. Uh, but well, that does flow. See, the problem is these two flow together now. Because he never met a role he didn't like is just that. I mean, I don't think he's ever turned down anything. You know, I mean, it's like scripts show up and he just goes and acts. He's like most of the British dudes where it's like, yeah, we got to work. Um, so uh, this is a tough one because I'm, I'm looking at what he's up against next round. And I'm going to have to go for the unknown. I'm going to go for his crazy Russian role. A vote for Ivan. Mike. You know, it's funny. Um, I was all prepared to uh, to go into uh, a nice snark mode here and uh, make a smart-ass comment of he never met a role he didn't like. And so what I was going to do is then go find, like, a really horrible role that he did, you know, at some point and go, well, that's too bad because if he had, he would have turned this down. But I'm sitting on his IMDb page right now, and son of a bitch, even if the movie's bad, these are all good roles. So, um... Yeah, I'm gonna vote for that because he uh, he he's got. I mean, I don't know that he turn he he may turn stuff down. We don't, you know. I'm not his agent. I, I don't see what's sitting there. But what he picks is uh, is generally good, even if it's like a shitty movie. He he's like, well, no, he found a way to make that work. You know, son of a bitch, he really, really is very, very good. like. I, I'm literally going down this going. Okay, maybe maybe a, I can make a smart ass comment about Friends. Oh no, actually, he was pretty good when he was on Friends. I'm like, son of a bitch. So uh, yeah, uh, he. I guess he also never met a role that didn't like him because they're all good. A vote for never met a role he didn't like. Ah, I do like it off my plane. 
but that's Harrison Ford saying it. But when his neck breaks, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, okay, I'll go with never met a role he didn't like. Uh, Juan? Um, I think I'm going to go with the uh, the unknown. The get off my plane, the the, the ambiguous villain. Ivan Kushnikov. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Devram. Which one is moving on? Oh, it's definitely the fact that he's never met a role that he didn't like. He is amazing in every... <coughs> Excuse me. In every role that he's done. Uh, luckily, I'm going to cut that out and post. It will be fine. God damn it, you better not cut that out. That has to be in there. <laughs> no, I gotta cut it out, come on. No, no, one, a... no one wants to listen to me sneeze. That's your everyone moment. That's an everyone moment. Oh, it would be perfect. Anyway, never met a role he didn't like, or as Mike said, didn't like him. Uh, is moving on, and now we are moving on to the, I thought was going to, be, what I thought was going to be the crazier side of the board, but We've already gone a little crazy with Ullman. We're going to Gary Busey. Mr. Ortiz, this fight is yours. It is Gary Busey's teeth versus him playing Josh on Kung Fu. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't remember uh, him playing Josh on Kung Fu. I'm not sure you know, what that role is. Um, but I kind of don't have to because I do know uh, about the teeth. And the teeth are uh, pretty impressive. So uh, I'm voting teeth. Absolutely. It's got to be the teeth. Like, the only way I can tell him apart from Nick Nolte is his fucking teeth. <laughs> it's the fucking teeth. So I'm voting for Gary Busey's teeth. Uh, Juan. So um, I was, you know, digging through the IMDb trying to figure out something because I was short, an idea, what to submit. Um, and it just came across that he was on an episode of Kung Fu and his character was named Josh. I went looking for proof, but I couldn't find anything other than that mess that uh, than that posting. And I was like, "But that's pretty cool. He was on Kung Fu. I like Kung Fu." Uh, but I also am gonna vote for the teeth. Gets another vote, Devram. Oh, this is tough. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to vote teeth for for sure. Those those things are. Iconic, and the fact that he's passed him on to his kid, and his kid looks so much like him—that—that's that's a winning bonus point. Is it a clean sweep for the teeth, there, Lathan? Um, see, I'm torn because those teeth have <laughs> the teeth have a career of their own, but at the same time, just uh, do I want to be like the odd man out and say kung fu? But then I have like this this deep hatred for Kung Fu and how it screwed over Bruce Lee. So, um, yeah, the teeth need their own agent. Go with the teeth. And the teeth are moving on to the next round. We're on to our next fight. It is, for me, uh, my name is Damon. It is Buddy Holly, the, the his only Oscar-nominated role, versus pay him, you can pay him to do shout-outs and oddly enough, this is the hardest fight for me on this whole thing so far. I'm sure it'll get harder later, but I now want to know how much it costs to get Gary Busey to give you a shout-out because if the number is low enough, I would save up for it. Like, I want Gary Busey to give me a shout-out. That would be amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> 
You can pay him to do a shout out. Well, uh, shout out, yeah, Juan. Okay, so uh, I am not familiar with the Buddy Holly movie. Sorry, but I am familiar with shout outs, <laughs> and I think I've heard him do them before. So I'm going to vote for it. pay him to do shout outs. Devrim. Yeah, so um, I was on his website just looking at some of the crazy shit that uh, that he has available. Like, did you know that he's also a singer? Kind of. He, he has musical albums. I didn't know that, and I'm. It's crazy that it's not on this list. But there's only so much you could put on lists. So this was the one I chose. The fact that he has a a link where you could have him record, and it's funny. It's not just shout outs. It's birthday messages. It's um. Like uh, your answering machine uh, welcome message, like he'll do basically any script that you, any script you give him, he'll read that for you in his, you know, classic voice, and uh, and do a recording for you as long as you pay him money. Like it's it's absolutely incredible, and I, I would definitely pay to have this done. Lathan, buddy Holly, I mean the the shout out thing to me. I feel I almost feel bad for him doing those because it's one of those where you can't tell if he's doing it because it's funny or he actually needs the money and needs that much attention and is that psycho that I'm going to have to go with the Buddy Hollywood. I, 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 I can condone crazy only so far. Mike? Um while the idea of the shout out is fun and uh and devram and uh damon i i am willing to go in on a hi i'm gary Busey, and you're listening to geek fight shout out if you are um i'm also going to vote for buddy holly just to get a little bit of a you know there's a lot of crazy associated with gary Busey, and uh and deservedly so but uh he also is is a is a a gifted actor in the right circumstance especially when he's not suffering from a brain injury uh, and he wasn't in the Buddy Holly story, and it was a terrific movie, um, and it was a terrific performance. He was nominated for an Oscar. I actually just looked it up because I was like, you know, he was great. He got robbed. And I looked, he lost to John Voight uh, in Coming Home, but he was also up against Robert De Niro in The Deer Hunter and Laurence Olivier in The Boys from Brazil. So it's like, yeah, it took like some serious motherfucker actors to actually uh, beat him out for that performance because it was terrific, and I, I still think it holds up very well. Uh, it's very engaging and charismatic, and... Uh, uh, and I, I think a really fun uh, movie, despite its uh, its dark ending. Uh, and I think he's great in it. I think he is a great actor. And maybe it's a little bit sad that uh, he he maybe can't quite deliver that performance anymore. But uh, when he did, he did a great job. And uh, I think it should be acknowledged. But paying him for shout outs is moving on. Juan, we're on to the next fight. This one's super hard for me. I'm glad I'm last. It is Point Break versus the Letterman video, which hopefully will be in our show notes. Oh, it's going in there for sure. Um, the Letterman video is interesting, uh, for sure. Point Break is uh, where I think I got used to seeing Busey as the veteran older cop in the cop scenarios. Like In my head, or maybe it's just like I'm imagining see him as that older cop a lot. That... Um, and uh, I actually really liked Point Black. This character was pretty good in it, so I'm gonna. A vote for Point Break. Devro. Okay, so this is by far the hardest battle on this side of the uh, the bracket for me. Um, I love that video, the one he did on Letterman. Like that, 
it's so Gary Busey and it's like this long rambling stories telling him about uh, barnyard sex. Like, it's so weird. And, uh, and and you can't help but say, yep, that's Gary Busey. But that role that he did in Point Break um, might be my favorite thing that I've ever seen him do. Um, Point Break, it, it was a good movie. Uh, I don't know if I'd classify it as a great movie, but I really did enjoy it. And um, it was, you know, one of those Keanu Reeves movies and, and he's serially underrated as an actor. Uh, I think he did an excellent job in that movie, and uh, I'm going to have to vote, vote for uh, Point Break. I don't want to, but I have to. Lathan? Uh, point Break. You know, him being crazy on film just plays into the rest of his his crazy, so I, I got to go with Point Break, where he still had some working brain cells. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, Point Break. Mike? Uh, I'll explain why I love Point Break later. So, Point Break. Well, then I will be the lone vote for the Let of a Man video. I'm not kidding. You need to watch it. It's really weird. Uh, But Point Break is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Devram, this one is yours. It is The Apprentice. His, uh, His being on The Apprentice with our future president, Donald Trump. Uh, versus his entourage performance where you can't tell if he's pretending to be normal, pretending to be Gary Busey, or just that crazy. Is that the way you worded it? Uh, well, I think the way I, w- I worded it is you don't know if he's that, if that's just the way he normally is, if he's acting up for the cameras, or if he's actually downplaying how crazy he actually is for the cameras, and at any point all three of, or any of those three could be true. And that's the reason why I'm voting for his entourage performance because it's so wacky and and even like the actors who are who are taking part in the show um, I, I watched a couple of like the behind the scenes things they were going yeah we don't know if, if he was acting or if he was like being method or if that's just how he is and he was a little scary like we were afraid of him we we didn't know how he was going to behave in the scenes. We didn't know how the scenes were going to turn out. We didn't know how, if the scenes were even going to be usable in the show. But we just kind of went along with it and then did whatever he wanted us to do. And uh, for that alone, I'm I'm voting for his entourage performance. Uh, vote for the entourage performance, Lathan. Uh, well, considering I've never watched Entourage, and I'm damn sure never watching The Apprentice. Um, I'm sorry, I can't deal with that stupid shit. <laughs> uh, but because of who he was on, who also is associated with The Apprentice, I'm going to have to go with Entourage. I'll vote for the Entourage performance. Mike? Uh, I will vote for Entourage because uh, I really don't care. I'm voting for Point Break in the next round. <laughs> nice to just throw it right out there. Uh yeah, he got fired off The Apprentice, and it was pretty bizarre and awesome, if I'm remembering correctly. Mind you, I did not watch The Apprentice. I just saw the aftermath on social media of him leaving The Apprentice. Uh, so I guess I'll vote for that. Wong? I'm going to vote for the entourage because, hey, at least it's like uh, semi-respectable acting work, even though he might have been acting. He was acting. Um, but I'm going to go with the entourage. A vote for the entourage performance. 
Kanaj Rush performance is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Lathan, this one is yours. It is Buseyism, the book, versus Crazy Kids, and I don't know what Crazy Kids is. Okay. Um, Buseyism, the book. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just amazed that, you know, that people would actually, that he'd write, that people would write down and he'd write down some of the stupid shit that he said. Um, but at the same time, his son is just as freaking nuts as he is. He, he takes nuts to a newer and higher level. I mean, yeah, writing down the stuff is one thing, but passing it on to another generation is, is entirely different. Um, I'm going to have to go with the crazy kids because his, his, his son is nuts. Uh, vote for the crazy kids, Mike. Um, I, I mean, I don't really know anything about his kids, plural. Uh, the only thing I know about is is his son, Jake. Uh, and one of the interesting things about that is uh, I don't remember the first time I saw Jake Busey. It may have been the Frighteners. It may not. It may have been something earlier. I'm not sure. Um, but the first time I saw him, it was kind of like, holy shit, that motherfucker is crazy. And then someone said, oh, you know, that's Gary Busey's kid. And then my reaction was, oh, okay, now I get it. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that, that craziness has just sort of passed on, uh, from one generation to the next. And, uh, I love the idea of the book. Um, I, I don't know anything about it. I haven't read it. So it, it may, it, it sounds vastly entertaining, but also a lot of times the rantings of a crazy man is not entertaining. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fun idea and, uh, and it might be him just still playing into this sort of weirdness, um, but uh, Jake's a lot of fun, so I'm going to give him a little uh, a little vote here. A uh, vote for Crazy Kids. Um, uh, the first time I remember seeing Jake Busey and knowing who he was was uh, Starship Troopers. Because I'm like, I think that's Gary Busey's kid because of his fucking teeth. Um, but I'm going to vote for the Buseyisms book because Buseyisms is on here twice. And it's very bizarre, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for it. Juan, uh, I put the videos on here. I don't know about no book. Um, crazy kids, I have no idea what that you guys did. Um, guess I'll go with the Buseyism book. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you there, Debram. Oh wow, um, I didn't think this was gonna be as hard as it turned out to be. Um. It's going to have to be his kids. Um, I, I remember you talking about his um, Jake Busey's performance in Starship Troopers. Uh, I disliked that movie, even though it's a decent enough movie. I disliked it because the actual book it's based on is my all-time favorite novel. Um, but yeah, his, his, his son was crazy. Just as crazy in that, in that movie as you'd expect Gary Busey's son to be. So I'll, I'll vote for uh, The Crazy Kids. The crazy kids of G of Gary Busey is moving on. Mike, this next one is yours, and it seems to be fucked up. Uh, traumatic brain injury versus put a helmet on that sucker. Uh, if you want to get technical, this battle already happened in real life, and uh, <laughs> I think the traumatic brain injury won, so traumatic brain injury. Oh, thank you, Mike. I am voting for traumatic brain injury, too, and being a horrible human being. Juan? 
Uh, sure. Uh, let's be all horrible together. Traumatic brain injury. Devril? Well, the unfortunate part is that his traumatic brain injury is kind of the catalyst for who he is viewed as being today. And it's super unfortunate. And who knows what his career and life would have been like if it hadn't happened. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be a decent human being and vote for put a helmet on that sucker. Lathan? Figures the Canadian would go there. Hey, now, we're still, you've got another motorcycle rider here. So I've got to go with the helmet one, mainly for his response afterwards. Because he does the whole interview afterwards where he's like, no, I'm still not going to wear a helmet. I'm like, are you that fucking stupid and then to add insult to injury um what was it saturday night live around the time did their gary Busey joke where they got him you know, like doing a helmet ad where he's like well because when i ride now i put on a helmet and then i put a helmet on to protect my helmet and then i put on a helmet to protect my helmet protector's helmet so he's got like four helmets on <laughs> riding this motorcycle i've got to go for, i gotta go for put a helmet on man A vote for put a helmet on that sucker. I'm very tempted to change my vote. I'm a horrible human being. Uh, traumatic rage injury, moving on. TBI, moving on. Uh, Damon, this fight is yours. It is awesome craziness video number one, which also should be in the show notes. I didn't watch that one. Uh, I like yellow Camaros. I don't know what it means, but I'm voting for it. Uh, Juan? Well, um, I'm gonna vote for the the videos, the crazy videos, because uh, you know, it just starts off with cra- with the craziness of like how to eat oysters, uh, and then just after that, he's just shouting people, shouting at people, or shouting out of the convertible that he's riding around with the guy, and I don't know, the whole thing is just nuts. So I'm gonna awesome craziness video one. Wait, Uh-oh. is the yellow Camaro in the awesome craziness video? Uh, it's in Gumball Rally. One of his movies. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, then. That works out well for me from Gumball Rally. Uh, Devil. Uh, I haven't seen Gumball Rally, so I don't know about the Yellow Camaro. I also have not seen the Awesome Craziness video, but I love the concept of an Awesome Craziness video, so I'll vote for that. Lathan? I'm going to have to go with, you know, like the yellow Camaro from Gumball Rally. I mean, it's just a, a classic car movie and him and I forget who was with him riding cross country in this balls to the wall, all out race in this yellow Camaro with like an insane amount of horsepower and him uh, just doing his crazy stuff in a car with a guy that doesn't want to be there, number one, and doesn't want to deal with the crazy I got to go with the Camaro. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one is moving on? Wow. Um, I'm going to vote for the... Uh, uh, this is tough. because I. I uh, let me look. Okay, so we have teeth, shout-outs, point break on us, crazy. We got a lot of crazy on here. And there's only one kind of non-crazy thing so far. So I will vote for the yellow Camaro just to get a little non-crazy back on onto the next round. 
Yellow Camaro is moving on. We're at our last fight of the first round. Juan, this one is yours. It is Buseyism Videos versus the other unknown, which I don't know, but Mike does. What is it, Mike? Okay, so when I was trying to figure this out, I did. I, I went to I went to Lucy, and she uh, she had some ideas, and they they weren't really that great, and I couldn't really find anything that moved me. So I figured instead of of doing something that Gary Busey is, I wanted to do something where Gary Busey should be. So I am prepared here tonight on Geek Fights to announce. Gary Busey's candidacy for the president of the United States in 2020. So uh, the unknown is Busey 2020, and uh, that's it. Uh, Busey um, apparently is running for president there, uh, Juan. Go ahead. Well, I mean, could it be any worse? Um, let's go, uh, well... Well, at least in the Buseyisms videos, he's trying to uh, present something with some kind of like, you know, straight face poise, like seriousness. Um, whereas I don't know how serious I'd be able to take. Although that probably would be interesting to watch. I'm assuming you're um, going with Buseyism's video. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Buseyism's video. Yeah, I was hemming and hawing too much. I strayed away from the microphone. My apologies. Videos. The videos get to vote. Devram. Okay. See, could it be worse? But then again, having an, an actual crazy person versus a narcissist on the uh, the 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 big throne there could actually be worse. And at the same time. The scary part is it might actually be better. And we just don't know. Again, this is this is Gary Busey to a T. We just don't know. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for his presidency. A vote for Busey for president. Uh, Lathan. Oh, man, you would you would throw politics into this one because I take my politics very seriously. Um, the thought of one crazy man in office now being replaced by a crazy man that could potentially be standing on the White House lawn in his underwear screaming at people as they walk by. While, while tempting is driving me towards the, the video side. I, I haven't even seen the videos, but yeah, just, yeah, just give me the videos. Mike? Uh, I just want to see a debate between Gary Busey and Donald Trump. So, uh, GC2020. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me. And Juan asked the question, could it get any worse? And for brown people, no, not really. Uh, I guess for white people, it can. But for brown people, pretty much at the bottom of the fucking barrel right now until they put us in the camps that they're planning on putting us in. Um, so, Yeah. I'm legitimately going to vote for Busey 2020 and <laughs> Busey 2020 is going to move on. Uh, and that's the end of round one. We'll be right back after these few short messages from things that are going to play in the middle and you're not going to hear all the fun stuff and people are already going to the bathroom. Half of them aren't even here. And hell, Deborah might've cut this part off. Oh, it's getting cut for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair, and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts, and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. GameMat.eu creates mats to game on. Bring your games to life and conquer the mightiest cities or discover long lost realms. Each battle mat is made from the finest rubber based mouse pad material, so you can simply change your tabletop into a battlefield in no time. You can get your mat in a variety of sizes, plus you have your choice of resin terrain to add to your mat. Game on with GameMat.eu. Hey, hey, Juan. Yeah. So I've been I've been working on this theory in my head that the the, the real reason why there aren't uh, very many uh, brown and black serial killers in America has uh, nothing to do with the fact that brown and black people aren't uh, don't have the ability to be serial killers and uh, everything to do with uh, the fact that our country is so racist that they don't actually have the opportunity to be serial killers because they're usually put in jail for other silly crimes before they really get going. <laughs> they, they don't have as many chances to, to get in trouble. They don't get to build up to it because the first offense is like the lethal one. Hey, we are too busy trying to not get shot just getting out of bed, okay? We ain't got time to kill other people. Exactly. Wait a second. Isn't black-on-black crime like the biggest uh, thing in America these days? That's what the media tells me. Fake news. (laughs) It's it's actually crazy because, you know, uh, white people are the majority, so there's more white-on-white crime in America than anything else. Well, of course there is. That, of course there is. But that's not how the media portrays it, right? Because they have an agenda. Because we live, well, I live, and so does Juan, lives in a terrible racist country. It's fun. Yeah, and then there's all these what? white people that are pretending to be brown anyway. And so that kind of skews the numbers. And it's not a terrible racist country. I mean, granted, the... The rules weren't written for us, you know, and we weren't considered people, but it's not so bad. Hey, three-fifths a person is almost a person. Exactly. You know, we're, we're kind of a person. <laughs> almost. Oh, man. It's, it's, a real, it's a real bummer. But yeah, actually... I used to think that Australia was worse, but no, we're real, real, real bad. Yeah, in Australia, if a bunch of people shoot up a school, all of a sudden they start banning weapons. They don't uh, give hugs and prayers or thoughts and prayers. And they don't start blaming the kids for video games and music. Or, oh, if there was an armed person there, they would have saved the day. That's not what happens. 
I like how uh, Florida is trying to kill a bunch of brown children. It's pretty awesome. Okay, R- reality check here. It is Florida we are talking about. When aren't they trying to kill somebody? Oh, well, no, because they've now, they their state legislature passed a law that uh, teachers can carry guns in schools to protect their kids, to protect kids, and there's other people, and they have to go through classes and stuff like that. But it doesn't actually take into account the bias that most people have towards black and brown people to do horrible things like, oh, that's a black person, shoot at it, and then, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were reaching for your wallet, my bad. And, so, and, and, hold, and hold up, too, let's talk about the mindset of teachers in general. A teacher, at the beginning of the school year, is all, you know, hopes and dreams, but by this point of the school year, we're all ready to, to choke anybody that walks in the room and looks at it, looks at it. You know, a teacher with a gun towards the end of the school year is a bad thing. I don't care who you're trying to protect, you're not protecting the kids. Because that, that gun's going to get whooped out real quick. Like, everybody, I said, shut up, do your work. Oh, I can't wait until that happens. It's going to happen, too. He's pretty much they're going to be about as bad as, I mean, because I went to school in Alabama. Ski University. Wonderful place. Middle of nowhere. Um, the cabbie that picked us, that picked me up from, because I had to take the bus station, took the took Greyhound down there one time. The cabbie picking us up at like 11 o'clock at night with his gun on the dashboard of the cab as we're driving back to campus. That's pretty much going to be every classroom down there. You're going to walk in the classroom. It's already going to be out just waiting. It's like, okay, who's going to be the first person to say something stupid? America. Welcome to Algebra 1, where you're going to be taught by me and my boomstick. (laughs) Post it up on top of the backboard. Oh, it should have been geometry because then I could teach you the angles at which I can shoot you from this desk. <laughs> exactly. All that was going through my mind was uh, that scene at the end of Suicide Squad where he's like, where he's teaching his daughter. So if you're on top of a building, this would be the angle that the bullet would take. Mike, did you ever come back? Oh, yeah, I'm here. You motherfucker. I don't know. This was a pretty good conversation. I may not cut any of this out. You always cut it out, Devram. It makes me... I was so sad. I actually listened to the last episode to see if you left in that whole run-on sentence I had, and you cut it in the middle. It made me so sad. But it was an expert cut job, though. Yeah, it was great. I just... It was upsetting. You cut some of his best work. It was a great run-on sentence. It was amazing. I was very proud of that. Anyway. And we're back doing what we do every single goddamn week. Month. I forget. It's once a month now. Used to be once a week. We did 52 of these a a, a year. Sometimes 54 if Mike was going on vacation or something like that and we had to bake a couple extra episodes. We did a lot of these. We did a lot of these goddamn things. But we're coming at you with geek cred. My my favorite thing is where we get to learn about the people that are, you know, on the show that aren't on the show every week. And Juan, Juan, I think, was on the very, 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 very first episode of Geek Fights. Juan, what is Geek Cred? Geek Cred. Well, I was on Geek Fights, the first episode, and then a couple more after that. So that's all the Geek Cred I need. No, I'm just kidding. 
I am uh, all around well-rounded kind of geek. I can uh, support the Federation of Planets and the Rebel Alliance at the same time. I don't feel conflicted about that at all. Um, I take my kids to comic books. We watch, you know, cartoons on a regular basis. And not the silly stuff, more like that. Uh, yeah, I have uh, three little burgeoning geeks of my own, and we're all good. One of them's not so little. True. He's already taller than I am, but he's uh, he's just as much of a geek as I am. It's so It's heartwarming. Lathan! What is your geek cred, sir? Uh, well, I've been a geek for a really long time, see. I started off as a little geek, and now I'm a really, really big geek. I've just gotten taller over the years. Uh, no, heavy into comic books. Uh, see what, part of the Screaming Heritage podcast, part of the Anonymous Tabletop podcast. You know, if it has anything to do with geek culture, I am there, with the exception of a few minor things. <laughs> Star so, yeah. Wars. Yes, I admit it. There were only three Star Wars movies. Just like there were only four lights, there are only three Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'm totally down with that, too. Uh, Lathan, don't forget your other side project as well. Oh, what? The, the the crazy engineering stuff of the laser? Yeah, that's the one. That's always fun. Yeah, I'm one of those crazy nuts that does laser cut terrain and other weird stuff like that for gaming. And give a shout out to the company and, and we'll put sh- uh, links in the show notes and all that. Well, this is the proper shout out, man. I actually get to do a plug. I've always, I tend to avoid plugs, but I'll do one. Fine. So I run Burn In Designs. Um, we do, I mean, we do terrain for 40K, sci fi, steampunk, um, Old West, as well as, um, see what, see what acrylic templates bases just the whole set of stuff go to burnindesigns.net and check out the stuff that's out there a little bit of anything and everything thank you very much and with that we're back to mr gary oldman uh this is for a spot in his final four but not the final four but his final four because there's only 16 on his side there's eight right now we're in the grade eight of gary oldman Devram. This one is yours. It is Sirius Black versus Dr. Smith. Ooh, tough battle. Um, I I watched uh, Lost in Space. It was okay. And uh, and Mike's right. Siri, uh, Dr. Smith was by far the best part of that movie. Uh, the rest of the movie, however, was pretty terrible. Sirius Black, on the other hand, was an excellent part of a pretty good movie. I mean, I liked Prisoner of Azkaban. It might be the first one that wasn't, you know kidified or or aimed towards super young children because the first two really seemed like they were much i aimed at a much different audience than the rest of the series and uh prisoner of azkaban was the first one that i really took seriously as a a decent movie to watch so i'll definitely vote for a serious black lathan yeah i'm gonna have to go with serious black as well um just I couldn't get into the the whole Dr. Smith. I I remember that show when it was in black and white and liked it. And then they did the color ones and it was still cool. And I just wanted it to kind of end there. It had no reason being rebooted. 
brought back to life, resuscitated, whatever you want to call it. You know, just let it die. A uh, vote for Mr. Black. Mr. Mike. Uh, this is interesting. Um, because, like I had I mentioned, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. And I don't really remember much of Sirius Black at all. And I absolutely love uh, the Dr. Smith idea. And actually, for me, I loved the idea of doing Lost in Space because I, I thought the original show was, was terrible. and uh, But it was a concept that could hold uh, an interesting science fiction story. And I haven't checked out, I checked out the first episode of the Netflix one. And uh, let me tell you, Parker Posey is no fucking Dr. Smith. Uh, and uh, I, I just couldn't get into it. I still think the there is a potentially great uh, lost in space expression of some kind and no one's done it. But uh, but his Dr. Smith was, was terrific. However, and I would have, you know, I would have voted for Dr. Smith five minutes ago or if I had gone first. But uh, a very good point was made, which was, uh, hold on, my, cat, my cat's kind of bugging the hell out of me right now, so I got to move him away. Um, <coughs> Sirius Black is kind of the, 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 or the movie that introduces him is, is the movie where the Harry Potter franchise pivots into something that I actually uh, can't appreciate. Uh, he's right. It, it's where it becomes a very different uh, movie uh, series. It becomes something that is a little bit more uh, accessible to adults. And people have said the books did the same thing uh, and, and darkened and became more mature as the characters darkened and made it became mature, and it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, but that movie, because that is the one, uh, it is my favorite Harry Potter movie, and it is uh, the one where it does kind of spin, even though it hasn't really left an impression on me. Uh, the fact that it did that, I think, is really important. Um, and uh, and Gary Oldman's character and his performance actually certainly was terrific. I mean, this is an instance where Gary Oldman was good uh, in a situation where a lot of things were good. Whereas Dr. Smith, he was good in a situation where a lot of things were bad, so he stands out a little bit more. Uh, but even though I like Dr. Smith more, I think I am going to go ahead and give it to uh, Sirius here. Uh, vote for Mr. Black. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll go Sirius Black, too. It also plays on, at least Sirius Black, the character, uh, also has a nice turn because Gary Oldman usually is the bad guy, and in Prisoner of Azkaban until almost all the way till the end of the movie. He's the bad guy. And then, nope, he's not. He was a good guy. You guys are fucking wrong. And, you know, it's part of the reason why his death is a pretty good death, which is also tied into this. I will vote for Mr. Sirius Black. Juan, is it a clean sweep? It, it most certainly is. And you guys already made a decent point. Well, then I guess we'll move the fuck on. Jesus Christ, Juan. You didn't have to be so goddamn rude. Uh, Lathan, this one is yours. It is, he doesn't really exist. He is a robot, according to Mike, versus his robotic performances, Winston Churchill. Okay, now see, the robot angle is kind of interesting. I mean, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of going to lead towards that one. Um... Just because the Winston Churchill thing, yeah, who cares? He's playing, he's playing a real life character. Playing a real life character, whatever. Yeah, let's go for the robot thing. Mike. Um. Okay. Theory number two. Uh, the problem with the robot thing is that um, ultimately it's it's a technology. 
Uh, I think it might might be too easy to expose. I don't know if you could keep this secret. Um, it's a, it's a good theory, but I don't know that it works. Theory number two: um, There's a, a concept that <coughs> excuse me, people who have been abducted by aliens, uh, what they're really encountering are not actually alien creatures, but there's some sort of uh, higher dimensional being that our eyes and brains can't process what we're actually encountering. So we fill in the gaps with uh, what we what we kind of get closest to, which would be some sort of science fiction alien. And some people have said that this is explains um, leprechauns and fairies and, and, and even gods and things like this, that all of our mythology is built on us taking these things that we cannot understand and imposing on them something we can. And I think that's what's happening with Gary Oldman. I think he is some sort of higher dimensional being that when he gives these performances, he's just he's just saying words and, and not really doing anything. And then because our minds can't process what it is, we're filling in the gaps. We're creating these performances ourselves. So we all think he's giving the perfect performance but we're actually doing that. So the Gary Oldman that you see is not the Gary Oldman that I see. We're each sort of crafting our own in our own way. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't because of how, how well we sort of connect with whatever it is he's doing. So uh, he doesn't really exist, not because he's a robot, uh, but because he's really just sort of some sort of higher form of life that we fill in the performance ourselves and craft the perfect Gary Oldman. So uh, I'm going to vote for that. Fuck you, Mike. Seriously, fuck you. I can't believe you just did that. Ah, oh, god damn it. I I have to vote for that. You son of a bitch. God fuck. Winston He won the Oscar for Winston Churchill, but he is a higher form of evolution of some kind and we can't actually perceive him. That's why he doesn't actually exist. Fuck you, Mike. I'm voting for doesn't exist. One um, I'm voting for whatever Mike was talking about because that makes a lot more sense. I didn't even see that. What Mike said. <laughs> Dev room? Yeah, not one, but two completely separate theories on how he doesn't exist, and they're both um, valid and could very well be true. I have. How can I not vote for it that he doesn't exist? He actually doesn't exist now. Wow. Fucking doesn't exist is a clean sweep. We're moving on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is everyone. Sorry, I really can't shout. Versus the wig and makeup from Dracula. Uh, this is this is tough because um, they are both incredible. Like everyone, like like someone had pointed out, even though I didn't vote for it before, um, it is it is one of those incredibly memorable moments. Um, it's probably what I remember most about that movie, other than the guilt I felt when I realized Natalie Portman was only 14. Um, that that was really uncomfortable. That movie's always made me uncomfortable, I think, because I'm like, oh my God, I'm a bad person. Um, and uh, so it was, but, but it was a fan, and that was, that was such a rich and incredibly, and, it's, and it is actually a better, a, as weird as it's going to sound, it's a more realistic performance, uh, as, as much as it was over the top than, than the Dracula one. Uh, but I just I just love that Dracula. It, it makes no sense to me to vote um, for it, uh, other than the fact that it's one of those, yeah, I just, I just love that look. I love that feel. I love the way he delivers 
every single line when he's under that makeup. It's really just um, just so much fun for me. Everyone's a lot of fun too, but it's almost because it's such a serious uh, thing. Um, it, it's not as much fun as something that also has this weird campiness built into it. So uh, yeah, the old man, old man Drac is still moving on for me. A vote for old man Dracula. Um, I guess. Yeah, professional everyone. Everyone. Um. Yeah, I'll go with everyone. Juan. Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with my uh, vote for uh, Dracula. Old man Dracula makeup gets a vote. Devril. Uh, anytime I have a chance to vote for The Professional, I will vote for The Professional. It's such a great movie. Um, and that everyone's seen is fantastic. And to kind of go on uh, the point that Mike was making, this sh- the, the movie makes you uncomfortable. I think it one of the roles, main roles that movies play in our society is to make us feel uncomfortable, to, to show us things that maybe we're not ready to see. And the hypersexualization, especially of Natalie Portman in that movie, was so uncomfortable. And like that, that scene where she's in the hotel lobby and they're checking into the hotel and she talks about her quote unquote dad as her lover. Like that's just it's so it's it's so unusual and such a weird direction for, for that movie to go. But apparently that's a, a Luke Besson um uh, something he does in a lot of his movies. So maybe it's not that unusual to see in a Luke Besson movie. But it's just, it's the whole movie is so great, and that that scene particularly is like a defining moment in that movie. So I'm voting for uh, the everyone. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, there, Lathan. I mean, I've got to go with the everyone one. I mean, it just is. That's that is just a beautiful performance. He he is the perfect counterpoint to the. Natalie Portman character who is much older and much wiser and more ready to take on the world than Luke was then um, then Leon as a hitman who is stunted I mean yes he bullets slide off of him but he's he's as childlike as they get um, it's also what makes that weird makes that weird romance between those two work where it's not necessarily a sexual type thing it's almost like she is there to care for him because he can't care for himself and then to throw Gary Oldman in on top of that with that line and that character which is kind of just so over the top and so crazy you know, it's better than that rubbery powdered wig thing any day. <laughs> Everyone is moving on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. It is the Zorg, the uh, John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg cycle of life or circle of life. I don't remember which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's circle. Versus never met a role he didn't like or we didn't like. Um... Still go, gotta go with Zorg. I gotta go with he. He convinces me in the Zorg speech, like I'd have been on his side, I, I, except for if he chokes off. If he choked in front of me, I'd be like, oh, but uh huh, yeah. There's a flaw in your plan. If he doesn't choke on that, 
I'm I'm sold. So I'm going with the Zorg cycle of life. Juan? I too am uh, sold on that. I would have been like one of his uh, avid followers. The Zorg circle. More love for Zorg. Devrum. What I don't understand is why he has a button on his desk to make things fly off his desk. Like, that never made any sense to me. Um, I know it, it just kind of added to the chaos, that whole uh, scene. But like, it, so many things in that movie just don't make any sense. But I love it regardless. So I will definitely vote for the Zorg uh, cycle of life, circle of life speech. Lathan? I gotta go with... I got to go with Zorg, mainly because the more that I think about it, the more that the robot thing and him being programmed just is 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 starting to is starting to go the other direction on me. And I don't think that he's a robot. So you know, like the Zorg one kind of cancels that out. So I'm gonna go with the Zorg. And Mr. Ortiz, is it a clean sweep? Uh, you know, I love me some Zorg. Zorg into the final four of the Gary Oldman section. Back to Gary Busey. Gary V. Gary, Dawn of Injustice. Uh, Juan, this fight is yours. It is <laughs> Gary Busey's teeth versus pay him to do some shout outs. Well, I don't really think those shout outs would sound the same if he did that tenor and tone that the teeth make in his mouth. We're going to go with the teeth. <laughs> Uh, vote for the T. Devil. Oh, for me, it's definitely paying him to, uh, to to record some crazy shit for you. Like, we, we have to do this. Uh, Lathan? Okay, this is the cheap-ass part of me coming out. I ain't paying him to do shit. Uh, give me the T. <laughs> uh, vote for the T. Mike? If we pay him, uh, can we write that up on our taxes? Since it's uh, paying him, it's like it's advertising for the show, right? Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, fuck it. I'll, uh, I'll do that. It's all tied up. It comes down to me. And fuck you, pay him, people. Uh, it's got to be the goddamn teeth. Like I said before, I honestly can't tell the difference between if he closes his mouth. And it's him and Nick Nolte standing there at the exact same time. I don't know which is which until Nick Nolte opens his mouth and you hear the really deep voice. And then you see the giant teeth of Gary Busey. And I'm like, oh, there he is. So I got to go with teeth. Uh, and teeth are moving on. Devrum, this fight is yours. It is Point Break versus the Entourage performance. So I talked about how much I love that performance that he did on Entourage and how just completely wacko it is. But that being said, Point Break is such a great movie. I, I said it was a good movie before. I'm I'm up I'm upgrading it to great. It was a great movie. It's one of those movies that I probably will never forget and will definitely be interested in going back to watch again. So I'm gonna vote Point Break. Firing a few shot uh, gunshots into the air for Point Break. Uh, Lathan. I, too, am going to have to go with Point Break, mainly for the fact that it shows up in Hot Fuzz. Uh, vote for Point Break. Mike? Uh, I absolutely love Point Break, um, and I think he is terrific in it. Uh, he, you know, someone mentions, uh, you know, he, he it really kind of solidifies him as sort of the gruff old cop 
uh, and he he sells it. He sells it so well. The amazing thing is, in this particular role, there's not an ounce of crazy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever crazy he's really got doesn't come through. Which I mean, hell, that's acting, isn't it? Um, plus, I think it's a fantastic movie. I think uh, his performance is underrated. Keanu was underrated. Um, I think uh, Patrick Swayze. All of them are guys who get a lot of shit and are made fun of in various reasons uh, for other roles that they've done. But all of them really bring it in the movie. Uh, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, has, has, has ever since Near Dark, has been one of my absolute favorite directors. I think she is uh, fantastic. The visual style of the movie, the tone of it, it it's all just dead on perfect. Uh, I absolutely love it. So uh, Point Break. Uh, vote for Point Break. Uh, yeah. I, too, will be voting for Point Break. Juan, is it a clean sweep for Point Break? Yes, sir, it is. Point Break, moving on. On to our next fight. Lathan, this one is yours. It's Gary Busey's Crazy Kids versus his TBI Traumatic Brain Injury. Uh, I'm still going to have to go with the kid. Uh, the traumatic brain injury led into a lot, a lot of crazy stuff, but the kid is passing that crazy on. So I, I got to go with the kid. I'll vote for his crazy children. Mike. Um, you know, I'm going to vote for the traumatic brain injury, uh, but this time it's not necessarily going to be because in a horrible manner and as a horrible person. Uh, because it is a tragedy, and it's a tragedy that we've acknowledged. And in many ways, uh, whenever a celebrity uh, gets a disease or something like that, it brings attention to it that otherwise isn't there. And this was really a very good instance of where uh, regular people uh, became aware of just how dangerous it is. Um, without intending to, he actually probably saved a lot of lives once people realize just how much how, how much you can get fucked up by this kind of injury. Uh, so even though it's a tragedy whenever something like this happens, uh, it also winds up bringing attention to it in a way that, that uh, improves things for people going forward. So uh, even though it is a terrible thing, and I voted for it for terrible reasons last time, I'll vote for it for good reasons this time. Son of a bitch, you sharkin' motherfucker. <laughs> I was all ready to vote for the kids. I was all ready to vote for Jake and Electra and Luke. That's the name of the three children of Gary Busey. I don't know why the other ones are crazy. I do know that Jake is. Uh, but you're right. His, his traumatic brain injury probably saved a lot of lives. Well, wait. I can vote against this. Wait. Because it saved a lot of lives of stupid people. It saved the lives of stupid people who shouldn't have been fucking riding motorcycles without helmets. So because they now ride motorcycles without helmets and they still exist, our country is worse off. They should be dead. Survival of goddamn fittest. God damn it. I'm voting for the crazy kids. What? Uh, well, I have a helmet <laughs> that I use. Um... Uh, we can do call it the public service awareness of the traumatic brain injury. You know, spin it that way. Um, no, I'll go for the kids. Crazy kids. Devro? Uh, Mike is very convincing when he comes up with uh, little twists like that. And uh, I buy into it wholeheartedly this time. 
and I'm going to vote for the TBI. But those crazy children are moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's the yellow Camaro from Gumball something. Versus Gary Busey's candidacy for presidency that we announced here, even though we've never met Gary Busey, but uh, we're going to pay for him to say that he's announcing being president. Guaranteed it's going to happen. Busey's 2020 campaign. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Busey 2020. And, and I'm not necessarily saying I want him to be president, uh, but I'm saying I want him to run. Um, however, I will point out that I thought it would be highly entertaining for Donald Trump to run for president. So uh, fuck me. <laughs> But I'm still voting for Busey 2020. Oh, vote for Busey 2020. Uh, yeah, I'll vote for the yellow Camaro because uh, I, I I actually have been looking on the website to see how much it costs, and there there are no prices. Which uh, and the general rule of thumb is if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be that. I'm gonna vote for the yellow Camaro. Juan. Uh, I'm going to vote for the yellow Camaro because I'm tired of like this whole uh, there's no way it could happen 2020 type thing. So we're not playing that game. It's going to be a yellow Camaro. Devril? Nah, for me it's Busey 2020. Uh, I want to see what happens. Because it doesn't affect me mainly. <laughs> yes, being a Canadian, it won't affect you until it does and it'll be fucked up when it does. That is a good point. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Lathan. Which one is moving on? Without a doubt, the Camaro. I'm, I, I, please, someone pray to something, anything. I don't care. Just, just no, no more celebrities in politics. We realize they're all morons. Just, just no. The yellow Camaro has moved into the final four of Gary Busey. And now we're going back to Gary Ullman. See, it switches back and forth real quick. Uh, Damon, this fight is yours. It is serious black versus he doesn't actually exist. And uh, thank God Mike is going last on this one. So now he can't sway anybody away from serious black. But uh, Oh, he can still shark. Yeah, I know. I know he can. God damn it. And, you know, I like that he doesn't exist, but... I think I'm uh, I the the serious black performance is actually a really good performance. He starts out as a bad guy, but he's not actually a bad guy. He has a good death scene. Uh, he's caring for other people. He does a really good job with it. So I'm gonna go with serious black. Uh, Juan. Uh, I'm also gonna go with serious black. Um, it it kind of like the character itself when first get introduced. You know, he's a villain and he plays a villain well. Like okay. And then when we find out that he's actually Harry's godfather and it kind of like lends itself to creating like that awe moment for the character. And then, you know, uh, for the storyline itself, it kind of adds to the tragedy of uh, Harry Potter, you know, that he finds another father figure that, you know, you lose on the book. That gets was there was to save Harry. Um, so I'm definitely going to need my. Oh, vote for Mr. Sirius Black. Dev room. Well, I don't want the, the, the tie to be over now. So just for that reason alone, I'm voting the fact that uh, Gary Busey or Gary Oldman doesn't exist. Uh, but also, um, I really like 
both the different uh, theories that Mike has come up with, and um, depending on the outcome of this battle, one of those could become my official canon, headcanon theory on the fact that Gary Holman doesn't exist, and uh, I'm still waiting on Mike's uh, response at the very end. A vote for doesn't exist. Lathan. Okay, um, this whole doesn't exist thing, I'm wondering if there's another take on it. It's not that he doesn't exist. It's that there are multiple people. You know, it's not just one of him. He's like that secret twin thing, you know, where it's like he's like a set of triplets or something. And each one excels at a certain role in a certain... And that's the one that they send out there. That being said, I'm still voting for Sirius Black. A vote for Sirius Black, but you do realize that your logic just swayed me. I like the triplets. There's three of them. That's a thing that was a running gag on Geek Fights for a while. So it's all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Yeah, actually, I like that one a lot. I I, I might even like that one a little bit more than, than my third theory here. Uh, and, and my third theory might sway a few votes the other way, people, because uh, uh, I'm about to blaspheme here, if that's all right. Um you know, when I started thinking about Gary Oldman as some sort of like a higher evolu- a higher form of life, a higher being, I thought maybe, well, what if Gary Oldman is actually God? <laughs> um, I mean, the idea of Jesus was God taking the form of, of man to, to experience, you know, being human. Uh, and then I thought, well, what better way to do that than to be an actor, and then he can experience all these different characters. So Gary Oldman is God's way of trying to understand man even better. Um, so I guess he technically exists, but he, he what he what he is 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 actually God um, taking the form of man to play other men. So uh, how about that? I like the triplets better. In fact, instead of triplets, maybe they're clones, but they're all a little different because of the cloning process. Isn't perfected. Yeah, I do, I do think I like that one better. I do think so. Um, so I'll vote for that one. Yeah, you, you're, real, you're real lucky. Lathan actually did it because your theory means God uh, decides to be a white guy. Come on. What's up with that? Fuck that shit. <laughs> well, oh, see, I've got a, unfortunately, I got a counter to the God one. Um, so, you know, I mean, cause Steve Buscemi's God, I mean, you know, he just played him and he did a beautiful job as him. He was the that God was that Gary we Oldman deserve. Playing Steve Buscemi. <laughs> or the Gary Oldman clone playing Steve Buscemi playing God. Steve Buscemi is Gary Oldman's run clone. <laughs> he, he's the clone that didn't work out so well. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. what happens when you make a copy of a copy, okay? You're going to lose some stuff. He a lot of work. He couldn't go back to the original, so, you know, they, they took a <laughs> I'm liking this theory more and more now. <laughs> Doesn't exist is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Juan, this one is yours. Ah, it's two quotes. It is everyone, I'm not going to shout it, versus the cycle or circle of life. Oof. 
Uh, I'm gonna stick with the Circle of Life uh, speech by uh, Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zord. I, I still think that that performance was um, really spot on. Like the whole uh, universe that was created for that. Um, and aren't they? Aren't these both Luc Besson movies? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh, worked with them before, and he's uh, delivered uh, good performances in both. Uh, but I'm still gonna stick with the Circle of Life. Uh, vote for the cycle of life. Daryl. So, same director, same actor, but like such different movies and such different looks and personalities and uh, and personas. That being said, uh, everyone is by far the greatest uh, line ever said by Gary Oldman, so I'm going to vote everyone. Lathan. Did my headset die, or do I not hear Lathan? I also do not hear Lathan. I also do not hear. I also do not let's, hear. Let's see if this works now. There you go. Aha! Button problems. <laughs> Too many buttons. Um, this is a tough one, because it's, it's, ooh. I love both performances. The speech just had me rolling with the ending of it, but at the same time, everyone just, I mean, that hurt everything after that scene just hurts to watch um so i'm gonna have to go with everyone i'll vote for everyone mike uh you know beyond just my love for zorg as character um and and for me I, i am voting more for the character in general than the speech in particular though i love the speech and one of the interesting things about voting for a speech is it's also voting for something that, that really just kind of gets me with the, with the character in general is uh, just where the fuck did that accent come from? That is such a strange and unusual choice for the aesthetic of this movie. And it shouldn't work yet. Somehow I can't imagine Zorg doing or being any other way. Um, so I don't know if they just like plucked the Gary Oldman clone that has an accent and sent him out. Um, seriously, whoever is picking the clones is just spot on. He like it nails it each time with the right clone. Like if that Dracula clone had shown up in this movie, I would have been a disaster. But uh, this Zorg is great, and and that is expressed in this speech. I mean that that the the delivery, the body language, all of those things are what what Gary Oldman brings to this this character and brings to this role. And, uh, and that's tremendous. I think a lot of other actors may not have been able to deliver that line with quite the intensity, um, but a lot of them would have kind of got it in that ballpark, but I don't think anybody else would have played Zorg this way, and then I don't know if that, if that means Zorg would have worked. So uh, I'll stick with Zorg. Uh, vote for Zorg. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me, and it Everyone is a great speech, but oh, father, you're so wrong. Let me explain. Takes a glass and throws it off the uh, table. Life, which you so nobly serve, comes from destruction, disorder, and chaos. Take this empty glass. Here it is, peaceful, serene, and boring. But if it is destroyed, 
Look at all these little things. Now busy. Notice how each one is useful. What a lovely ballet that ensues. So full of form and color. Now that I think about it, all those people that created them, technicians, engineers, hundreds of people who'll be able to feed their children tonight. So those children grow up all big and strong and have teeny tiny weeny children of their own and so on and so forth. And thus adding to the great chain of life. That speech is fucking amazing. And then he chokes and, you know, you say my life and in return, I'll spare yours for now. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I love this. Story. <laughs> the, the chain of life speech is not the circle or the cycle. It is the great chain of life speech, and I will be voting for it. And it is moving on. And for our final, on that side of the bracket, it is he doesn't exist at all versus the chain of life. And let's find out what we're going to talk about with Busey. Uh, Dev, this one is yours. It is his teeth versus Point Break. Uh, so, without Point Break, his teeth still exist. But without his teeth, do does Point Break still exist? Yeah, I, I suppose it still does. I'm going to vote Point Break. Uh, vote for Point Break. Uh, Lathan. I'm still sticking with the teeth because the teeth are just hilarious on their own. I think they have their own agent. You know, I mean, there's a story behind those that needs to come out. You know, like after he dies, the teeth need to write their own book. Uh, they might have already written their own book. Oh, Mike. I am announcing Gary Busey's teeth running for president in 2024. I'm just kidding about that. Um, I, I still love Point Break, and it's almost unfair because, you know, large portions of my love for it are not specifically the Gary Busey stuff, and, and that sh- should be what I'm voting for. Um, but he was fantastic. He was he was great in that movie. Um, but it's a great movie, and I, I just I love being able to sing its praises. I think it's a, it's a criminally underrated movie, even though apparently everybody here loves it, so maybe I was wrong about that. Um, there's a moment in the movie that's not a Busey thing, but uh, I still love it anyway. Uh, because it, it somehow means so much to me. But uh, Patrick uh, Swayze is talking about surfing, and he says that there's a moment out there when you lose yourself and you find yourself. And I just love that beautiful line. And uh, it may not be Busey's line, but it's a line in Busey's movie, and I love that movie. So, point break. Uh, vote for point break. Um, God damn it. It's the teeth versus point motherfucking break. God damn it. I want to vote for the teeth. I really do. But oddly enough, I'm going to say this. The Gary Oldman side ends up being crazier than <laughs> the Gary Busey side. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for point break. Because, yeah, it's, it's point fucking break. God damn it. Juan? Yeah, point fucking break, man. All day. And Point Break is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Lathan, this is yours. It is his crazy kids versus the yellow Camaro from Gumball. Ooh, oh, man. I mean, Jake is is just a fountain of all kinds of future messed up that we're seeing is messed up now. But at the same time, he could also have, you know, like one of those Robert Downey Jr. moments where he goes from being just a total fuck up to something great. But then there's the muscle car side of it. I'm not even a Camaro person, but damn, the car was pretty cool. 
uh, wishing for Jake to turn around and like be normal. I'm gonna have to go down that route. Let's go for the kids. A uh, vote for the kids. A uh, vote for the crazy kids. Mike. Oh, like I've said, I'm not familiar with any of the other kids. I'm only familiar with Jake. Uh, Jake is a lot of fun. Jake brings a lot of crazy. But Jake also has a little bit too much of a bro thing going on that his father never had. Maybe it's because his father has a little bit of humility growing up uh, on a farm, you know, trying to keep uh, animals from fucking each other. And the son, you know, ultimately grows up, you know, kind of a Hollywood kid. And, and I think that may show a little bit. So even though I'm not actually terribly familiar with the uh, with the the movie or the vehicle itself, um, I, I will vote for the yellow Camaro. A vote for the yellow Camaro. Um, I was just looking up the other Busey kids. Electra it was born in 94. She's only 25. And Luke. Luke is nine years old. <laughs> he has the potential to be the craziest of all of them. Because he's growing up in a world where everything that Donald Trump is doing is fucking normal. And uh, yeah, holy shit. That that could be the craziest Busey that has ever existed, which is saying a lot because of how Gary Busey says penetrated in that goddamn uh, David Letterman interview. He says when he says penetrated, that shit's fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna go with the crazy kids. Um, Juan, I think I'm gonna go with the sports car, the yellow Camaro. One of those. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, there, Dev. Hmm, tough call. It's going to have to be the crazy kids. It really does. And you said that his youngest kid is nine years old. Busey's what, in his 60s now? That means Busey he was... is 74. Holy crap, that means he was 65 when he had that child, which just seems wrong. It just doesn't seem right at all. So yeah, those kids are going to be fucking crazy. And crazy kids are moving on. Mike, this fight is yours. It's for the final spot and the champion of the Gary Oldman side. It is He Doesn't Exist versus the Zorg Chain of Life speech. This is really, really rough because I've been championing the uh, doesn't exist from the start. I put it on the list. I prepared a whole bunch of... Uh, of kind of weird ways to present that I actually had a couple others that that, that I, I I cut. Uh, I really do like the the multiples though. That 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 was a great a great addition to this. <clears throat> um, and while I love it when weird things like that win, um, like I said before, I, I've, I've there's no end to how much I've professed my love for the character and the performance, and all of it is him. I mean, I think you put any other actor, any other actor, in that role. And it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work for me, the movie doesn't work. Um, the the speech in particular is great. Damon, you uh, you delivered a, a great job of it. And I liked how you hit a couple of lines the way he hit them, a couple of words. Uh, and, and again, the, the choice to, to, to emphasize the words he does, uh, you know, really makes things. And there's one moment, I believe, and I, I haven't rewatched it uh, recently, but at the end of all of this stuff in that scene, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the, the priest say something like, you, know, you are a monster? And there's this weird acknowledgement of, of it. The way there's like 
a sadness and an acceptance of that fact um, that, that really is weirdly kind of honest and real in this character that's really, you know, this this artifice. And I think it's it's another beautiful, subtle, tiny moment that only an actor of that caliber can bring. Um, and, and to bring that to a character like Zorg is, is just fantastic. So uh, I'm going to stick with Zorg. I know. That's exactly what he says when he says, you are a monster. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's really beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the great chain of life. Uh, Juan? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the great chain of life speech. I think that is very uh, to the point. Leave it there. I don't know. This one's tough. I really like this new uh, theory about how Gary Oldman isn't actually a real person and he's either a robot or an alien-ish thing or multiple people slash clones who have all just kind of gone a little different because of just the whole cloning technology. Like all, All of those seem amazing and I, I really want to vote for them, but I, I love that speech so much. So, yeah, I'll vote for uh, for Zorg, the Zorg speech as well. Lathan, is it a clean sweep? You guys have finally brought me around to the potential of him being um, multiple people playing the same person or a clone or a robot or those kind of things. That's, I mean, I'm, 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 Almost there. I even had my own theory down that path. But damn, that speech is good. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the speech. Make it a clean sweep. And the winner of the Gary Oldman side is the Zorg chain of life speech. Uh, Damon, that's me. This fight is yours. It is point break versus his crazy kids. And this is fucked up because I want to vote for his crazy kids. But you say that Gary Busey isn't very in all of Point Break, because he's not. But he's actually probably the most important part of it, because without Gary Busey's death in the movie, and without him playing off of Keanu, I don't think Keanu is as good, and without Keanu being as good, uh, Swayze isn't good. It's a, a triumvirate of a performance. You need all three for it to work. And uh, Point Break is fucking Point Break. So I'm going to be voting for Point Break. Juan? Oh, I would have to agree. Point Break was awesome. I, I, you know, it's a bunch of underrated actors that put out some pretty great that just for this movie. I like the like you know subcontext of the message of the movie as well as like you know you chase your dreams, you what makes you right, you know what should be best for you in the world. I mean, aside from robbing banks and hurting people, uh, Gary Busey's cop is because he needs to be a, a agent. Utah turns out to be a surfer. He finds that by in the busty surfer. I think that 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 is a is a good message. You know, it's not it's not just about catching the bad guy. A deeper insight into you should live your life. Point break. I'll vote for point break. Deborah. Yeah, yeah. Point break. Yeah, definitely point break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point break. Lathan. As as much as I really barely remember him from Point Break, 
I'm going to choose Point Break because why not? You know, I mean, I don't want to wish evil stuff on the nine-year-old, but we know the evil stuff's going to happen. So give me Point Break. Yeah, it's got to happen. He's a, a rich nine-year-old child raised in, in a world where Donald Trump is seen as good by some people. Holy shit. Add to that the Holly weird factor. I mean, come on. I know. He's in a, he's in a town where... Let's see, Bruce Willis's kids are named, what, Rumor, Tallulah, Bell, and Scout? And that's considered normal? Come on. Oh, I love it. A vote for Point Break. Mike, is it a clean sweep for Point Break? Yes, it is. Um, Dave, you made a very, very good point earlier. Uh, while he is not the star, um, he is a key character, and he has to give a very grounded, believable performance so that um, you, you have to buy his relationship with um, with Keanu Reeves. Uh, you also have to buy how that relationship informs his Keanu's re- relationship with Patrick Swayze. So you're right. He is, it may not be a big role, but it's a very important domino in this chain of, of kind of the plot and theme of the movie. Uh, and and he does it so good. I mean, it really, like I said, it's a it's a remarkably grounded, real, believable for performance for someone who's supposedly a maniac. Um, and uh, you know, the kids thing is fun. Um, and yeah, maybe the kid will turn out, uh, you know, kind of weird. I think probably not because in all likelihood, the the kid is going to grow up in some sort of weird post apocalyptic wasteland. So he's really not going to have time to be crazy. He's going to be you know scrounging for food and. and killing the weird freak as mutants that are, uh, that are trying to destroy uh, whatever remnants are left of our society. Um, so Point Break. And Point Break is the winner of the Gary Busey side. And now we are at Gary v. Gary, Dawn of Injustice. Uh, I, that's why I say V, because it's a play on Batman v. Superman. Uh, Juan, this fight is yours. It is Gary Oldman's amazing speech in Fifth Element from Zorg, The Chain of Life, versus Gary Busey's amazing performance, well, performance, in Point Blank. Break. Uh, uh, which one you got? So if we're going, well, I'm going to go by the breadth of their performance. So I don't remember a whole lot of Gary Busey. While it was important, Hog in the, the work. I think that without Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, the Fifth Element movie wouldn't have worked as well. Um, without Gary Oldman playing that particular character, it definitely worked. So I think I'm going to vote for Zorg and the Chain of Life. And the Great Chain of Life. Zorg gets a vote. Devil. Oh my god, this might be the toughest battle out of all of them. I think I'm going to vote for Zorg simply because I actually prefer Gary Oldman as an actor to I, to Gary Busey as an actor. I think for that reason alone, just my preference for Gary Oldman is going to make me vote for the Zorg speech. But the speech is also amazing. His acting choices in that movie are amazing. The costumes, the design, everything about that movie is so fantastical that it deserves to be the winner today, and that's why I'm voting for Zorg. Lathan? Yeah, I got to agree on this one. It's it's 
Point Break was good, but I mean, I could think of a couple of dozen other actors that they could have put in as an old grizzled cop with a crazy idea that, you know, like would have worked in that one. But I can't think of anybody else to play Zorg. And that speech and this, the, he sells it. The man sells it so well. If, if I was dying and he wanted to sell me a bullet <laughs> to kill myself with that conviction, I would have bought it from him. It was just beautiful. So I got to go with Zorg. Mike? So I was doing a little thought experiment in my head here. And I figured, okay, what if we separate these characters and these uh performances from the movie that they are in and swap them. And if we take Gary Busey's grizzled old cop performance and put that in the fifth element, the fifth element uh, as a movie is diminished. But if we take Zorg and put him in point break, <laughs> point break gets better. So Zorg. Oh my God. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> A vote for Zorg. And I guess I could make it a clean sweep. Let me see. Can I can I do it? Uh let's see. Oh, let's I I, I know this music. Let's change the beat. Ah, oh, Zorg. God, I love Zorg. Oh I love him. And I love the speech. And I love everything about Gary Oldman. But Gary Busey's Gary Busey. But it doesn't matter. Because John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg's amazing chain of life speech is the winner but as always we are wrong everybody knows that uh the winner of this fight should have been jake Busey. he could take them both in a <laughs> arm wrestling mud wrestling match it'd be amazing uh does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? the winner was Dra- should have been drexel spivey oh it could have been you you're the one that, that shot that one down oh wait he's not on the list no. yeah but Oh, was that your unknown? Was that going to be your unknown? No, 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 no. What? No, no. He, uh, he was. Uh, he's just. He's one of the things that, like, if if I put four Gary Oldman things on here, he would have been number four. He would have been number five. I see. I see. Said the blind man to the deaf mute. Uh, deaf mute. Ugh. Uh, anybody have anything they'd like to plug some more? Juan, anything, anything? Um, we only have a hundred spots for our summer school activities at Earhart Elementary Middle School in Southwest Detroit. Uh, we are one of the only 10 schools in the district that are offering summer activities. So if you want your kid to be active and educated during the summer, please come see us at Earhart Elementary Middle School. Sweet. Lathan, hit us with the plugs again, bruh. All right, I got two plugs. I got one for if you're looking for terrain, hook me up, hit me up on um, at burningdesigns.net. I uh, got all kinds of crazy stuff out there. And when you get done listening to this podcast, you got to listen to our podcast. You got to listen to the Anonymous Tabletop. We go over games. We talk pop culture. Uh, it's a lot of swearing and craziness. And last time Devin was Dev was with us, we got him beyond drunk as usual. It, it just gets crazy. So 
you know, check out Anonymous Tabletop. Also check out BurningDesigns.net. Uh, Devro, tell us stuff. Uh, I'll have you know that I was nowhere near as drunk on this episode of Anonymous Tabletop as I was on the one that we recorded at Adepticon two years ago, where we started recording at 9, and by 11 o'clock, most of us were in the bag, and I I almost didn't make it to uh, the first event that I was going to, which happened to be Lathan Running Car Wars. Uh, Crazy story. Go check out that episode specifically, because that's just insane. Um, Freebooters Network, uh, freebootersnetwork.com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're basically everywhere, and uh, we want to be part of your life. And we, we apparently are, because you're listening to Geek Fights on the Freebooters Free Network. Mike, say stuff. If you want to be on the show, you can contact us on uh, Facebook. Um, you can uh, find us on Twitter, and uh, occasionally we check geekfights at gmail.com. Um, Facebook's the best place. Friend us there, like us there, whatever you do there. Uh, that's where we get a lot of our ideas. That's where a lot of times we get our unknowns. Um, that's where we have a uh, a weekly kind of mini geek fight vote where we actually uh, did have a best of Gary Oldman a while back. Should we do a Gary Busey? I don't think that's going to be as much fun. No. Not at all. We should never do a Gary Busey. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcast and wherever you're getting this from. You can also check us out uh, at the freebootersnetwork.com. Um, and to, until next time, keep fighting the geek fight.